What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Fluid Football Podcast. I am your co-host, Jacob. I'm here with Avi, who had an interesting day yesterday. Avi, you want to talk a bit about what happened yesterday? Yeah, so I uh, just just was scrolling Instagram, you know, avoiding my homework yesterday afternoon. And, uh, you know, I follow some Newcastle players on Instagram. And uh, this guy, his name's Rolando Aarons. He's, uh, he, uh, he's on loan right now at uh, Motherwell. It's like a Scottish team. And anyway, he was, he was live. And I was like, all right, I'll pop on, see what's going on. Only about 100 people in the live. And I was like, all right, maybe I can get in. Like, you know, because he was, he was chatting with people. So you can request to be in the video and talk to him. So I just commented like Newcastle fan from America, request to, uh, to get in, and then he he uh, he let me in, and it was really cool. He um, we talked for about a minute and a half, and the you know, first thing he asked me he was like, "Oh, where are you from?" And I told him like, oh, "I'm from America," and then I said, "You know, I'm from Michigan." He had no idea where Michigan was. Uh, it was really funny. <laughs> then he asked me what language I spoke, and I was really confused, but it, it was really funny. And I think we'll post the video uh, later, but. Yeah, that, that was great. So shout out Orlando Aarons. Hopefully we can uh, have him on the podcast at uh, some point. He's uh, a yeah. great and high potential FIFA player, you know, very pacey winger. So very Yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah, really his, cool. His lives are just funny in general, too. He just has all these random people on. So. Is he a good guy? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, he was, uh, I mean, he's kind of like a wonder kid for Newcastle. Like, you know, he's like the next big thing and he hasn't really panned out that way, but, you know, he's still got a lot of time and I feel like um, you know, I think he can he can really be a, a contributor to Newcastle in the future. And he's only 24 years old, and you know, he's got a, he's got a lot of pace, got a lot of um, you know he's really dangerous with the ball. And he's had some really good, interesting goals. He scored against Manchester City, I think, in like the League Cup a few years ago. And you know, he's he's he always pops up, you know, once in a while with like a, a screamer. So he's kind of for Newcastle fans, he's kind of like the 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 great hope. So. Yeah. Uh-huh. Pretty cool. Awesome. All right, let's uh, let's jump into the episode. You want to talk about what we're doing today? Yeah, sure. So uh, we are going to fix the English Premier League's top six. Uh, you know, maybe you look at Liverpool and say they don't need to be fixed, but even they lost in the Champions League, and so so no team is perfect in in the top six for the Premier League. And you know, we decided to take them on and uh, come up with you know four total transfers, either in or out, uh, that would ha- help improve the team. So, yeah, we yeah, each yeah. took three teams. Uh, Jacob, you had – well, I, I had City, Arsenal, and United. And what did you have? So, yeah, so that left me with Liverpool, Chelsea, and Spurs. So, yeah, yeah so I'm, I'm going to get us started with Liverpool just because that's the team you could argue needs the least change, you know? Right. Um, and this was honestly a very difficult task because I feel like if you asked – most Liverpool fans, you know, what would you change? They might not say anything, you know, things yeah. they're, they're smashing it on all cylinders, but I did my best and I have two transfers out, two transfers in my two transfers out are their top two strikers, Roberto Firmino and Divock Carrigi, which is very controversial, but you know, I have, I'm coming up with some transfers out. I got to choose someone. And, and Firmino is somewhere where, you know, I think it can be improved. So I'm going to get a lot of stick for that, um, but this comes down to his lack of goal-scoring ability uh, this season, especially at home. I don't think he scored in the Premier League at home this season. Um, you know, the defense for him is, you know, it's not just his goal-scoring. He sets up goals. He has a really high work rate. He does a lot for the side, which is true. But a team that's that's as powerful as Liverpool, I think 
that he's just not close to the production that they should they should be asking for in their starting striker. It's not right. what he should be achieving. And so, again, great for the team. He's great for most teams, but I would replace him. Uh, and before I talk about who I'd replace him with, I'm also going to get rid of Divock Origi. Origi's not the man uh, in the years coming for Liverpool, you know. Um, he will go down in history, but I think it is time to go. He's had the, He had those memorable goals, those game-winning goals. Obviously, the one against Barcelona, the the you know to to send them through, uh, and he has some really high value right now. Maybe the highest that he'll ever have. We don't know. Right. He's pacey. He's technical. He's a decent finisher, uh, and yeah. So so that's my he's transfers a, out. He's a great squad player to have in terms of when you're rotating, but you know I, I don't think he's he's ever going to like really you know be starting games regularly over any of the front three. So I think it's kind of like. You know, I'm sure he'd love to stay, but I think, you know, his sell-on value, like you said, is probably the highest it's ever going to be right now, and and I think it makes sense for both both parties to to kind of move on. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and that that kind of leaves me. So there's been a lot of rumors. So this isn't necessarily a shock transfer in, but to replace these forwards, I would bring in Timo Werner, mm-hmm. uh, 24 years old at Leipzig. Perhaps Liverpool could send over Origi plus cash for Werner. That would be interesting. Um, but, but, you know, Werner's nearing that world-class consideration. He's a lethal finisher. Uh, he's really good movement. And again, like Firmino, he's a hard worker, but I think he's a more reliable finisher. And so that's my first transfer in uh, for Liverpool, which would yeah, be scary. Werner, Werner's very, he can play out wide also. And so I think, you know, being, you know, versatile, like where he can play also helps his case because, um, you know, because Salah can go in the middle sometimes and, and I think that really helps because they have a really fluid attack, um, you know, with him and Mane. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that that's a that's a that's a good that's a good shout. And just just for the banter, you know, I gotta have a fourth transfer. I'm bringing in Kai Havertz because why not? Um, at this point, Liverpool is probably the most desired club for a lot of players to play for, and um, you know, he's a young player. Again, he's 20, I think, right now. Uh, he's got a wicked left peg. And, uh, you know, he could improve Liverpool, although they don't have much room for improvement, you know, in a few positions, he, he could work his way into that cam spot and, and do some damage. So, so, so why you not, see, you know, you at, at the cam, not out wide. I see. Uh, yeah, I see him. I see him in the midfield. Because, um, you know, like, like don't, play, don't play with a, you know, attacking midfielder. I, I know that's the thing. So that they, they don't necessarily have an out and out attacking midfielder. Minamino, they brought in Minamino. Who knows how many minutes he'll get? You have Wijnaldum, Henderson, Fabinho, which seems to be the desired middle three. Yeah. But I, I could see Havertz, you know, emerging, you know, if he was at Liverpool. Interesting. But, yeah. You want to right. go ahead with City? Yeah, sure. So uh, I did three transfers in, one transfer out. Uh, I guess I kind of cheated on, on the transfer in. <laughs> I'll get to that in a second, what okay. I mean by that. Um, so first transfer, Nicholas Otamendi, uh, you know, he, Liverpool had a lot of injury problems, especially with their center backs this season, or not Liverpool, sorry, City had a lot of injury problems with their center backs this season. And when Otamendi came on, he just was not a reliable backup. You know, he's 32 years old. He's pretty slow. He's, he's kind of error prone. The only thing he's good at really is scoring off corners, scoring off set pieces. And, um, you know, he's just not someone you can rely on. And, and uh, I think City need more depth in that position. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think 
at 32 years old, you know, I think it's time for him to move on. You know, I don't think uh, many City fans are fond of him at this point either. But to replace him, uh, I thought, you know, who better than uh, Diet Upamakano from uh, Leipzig? Yeah. And, you know, he's pretty much the complete opposite of Otamendi. You know, he's, uh, you know, he's quick, he's, he's fast, he's, uh, he's, he's very good in the air, he's solid. Uh, also, you know, he's, he's, he's very adept at, uh, you know, he's a very proficient passer. Uh, you know, you can play those line-breaking passes that, you know, Pep would like from a center back, that ball-playing defender role. Um, and, you know, Pep, under Pep, you know, he'd be able to um, develop further technically. I think he already has all the physical tools that you need to be a world-class center back. So I think that would be the next step, um, you know, to for, for City, you know, because that's where they really struggled this year was in defense. Well, um, yeah. Like so after that, uh, you know, this is assuming that Sergio Aguero is going to leave. You know, he he's kind of, you know, indicated that he wants to leave at the end of his contract, which is next summer. Apparently, he might get sold this summer. I don't think they need to sell him, but regardless of what happens with that. I think that Lautaro Martinez could be the, the striker of the future. Um, and, and I think, you know, he's a big game player. And I think that's, that's something that City has lacked, especially in the Champions League. You know, he's, he can play in a variety of roles. He can play in the false nine. He can play, you know, higher up the pitch. Um, you know, he's, he's a very active, energetic player. He's moving off the ball. It's exactly what Pep wants. You know, he's, he's constantly moving. Um, and, and I think that he would fit in really well um, at City. And I think at Inter, you know, they have a inter- really interesting strike force with him and, and uh, Lukaku. But uh, I think Lautaro sees himself, you know, he wants to be the man somewhere. And I think City would, would be a great place for him. I know he's heavily linked, heavily linked to Barcelona. I also think he'd be great there. But I think City would be, would be a yeah. great destination for him, too. So you're going for that, uh, that Argentinian swap. Yeah, straight yeah. swap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So tech, yeah. So I, I have one more uh, transfer in, I guess, but it's not really a transfer. Uh, I'm gonna say sign Gabriel Jesus to a new contract. And, and the reason I say this is, you know, everyone is like, oh, you know, he's he's not he's not ready to re- replace Aguero. And I I disagree with that. Uh, you know, he's he, he averages 0.4 goals a game. You know, which isn't doesn't pop off the you know the charts to you, I guess. But he's only 23 years old. He still has so much room to improve. You know, if you look at his expected goals, you know, they're off the charts. He's, he's averaging, uh, you know, 0.7 goals per 90 minutes. Uh, he's averaging 0.96 expected goals per 90 minutes. Uh, you know, he's Pep signing. You know, there's a reason that Pep brought him in. And I think that him and Lautaro could, could really um, become a strike force. Or at least, you know, they would be, you know, great one, uh, you know, one-two punch, one, one coming off the bench. Um, and I think he gets a lot of criticism. And I'm not sure why. Um, I think it's when, when, when people, when he plays, because he plays for City, everyone just thinks, oh, it's easy to score. But the thing is, he's broken to the Brazilian national team. That's not an easy side to break into, especially at the forward position. And, and I think he, he has a lot of talent, and he's only 23 years old. He has so much room to grow. So I would say, you know, sign him to a new contract. Not really a transfer, but, you know, commit to him long, long term as well. That, that's interesting. I think, you know, I, I was frustrated with him in the Copa America a couple of years ago. Mostly, I'm frustrated with him, but also frustrated that he was playing over Firmino in the striker role because it was the year yeah. that Firmino had really established himself as a as a world class player. Yeah. And so I think, I mean, then at least I was comparing him to Firmino, and I was saying, you know, this is frustrating. He's not that good, and maybe I, I don't know. I don't know. He does get a lot of stick though, uh, and and he, despite the fact that he does score 
goal after goal. Yeah. And, you know, when Aguero came to City, you know, he was 23 years old. He joined from Atletico Madrid. You know, his goal scoring rate at Atletico Madrid was about 0.4. At City, it's about 0.7. And I think Jesus is about on that same track, you know, age-wise and goal scoring ratio wise. And I think if you, if you give him the starting role, I think you could really start to see him, um, you know, blossom. And I think, you know, the reason I, I said bring in Martinez is this is assuming that Aguero is going to leave either next season or, or this season. So I think, um, you know, those two w- would have a great competition for that striker spot. Uh, that would be very interesting to see. Interesting battle there too. Yeah. Um, awesome. So, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to take on Chelsea now. Chelsea, uh, Again, it's a little bit tough. The first player I'm, I'm sending out, though, Ross Barkley. He's been at Chelsea for he's been at Chelsea for a few seasons now. He's, you know, he's not been overly impactful under Conte, Sarri, or Lamps. Uh, and I think there are just too many stronger center mid options. You know, you've got Kovacic, Mason Mount, RLC, Ruben Loftus Cheek. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then you've got Conte and Jorginho more defensively, right. but. And, and, and for his own sake, I, I don't think it would be necessarily a wise choice to stay at Chelsea. I just don't think his career is going to progress the way that he might have seen it progressing when he was younger at Everton. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you've got Billy Gilmore already making a dent into the starting 11. Or, you know, he had a couple appearances late on and, and everyone's all excited about him now. And, you know, where does Barkley fall in relation to Billy Gilmore in the future? I don't know. He could easily be a starting mm-hmm. center mid at a mid-table Premier League club. And I think that would be best for him, to be honest. Yeah, and I think, you know, Barkley, like you said, there's kind of like a glut of, uh, you know, attacking-minded, you know, midfielders at Chelsea. And I think, um, you know, he's, he's a little older than, than most of them. So he doesn't necessarily fit into where, you know, Chelsea are looking to go, you know, where that's younger and homegrown. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that would be a, a, great, uh, a, great, a great sale for Chelsea. <clears throat> Assuming you get the right price, but either way, right. yeah. Um, and then my other transfer out, maybe controversial, maybe not, but I'm going with Kepa Ariza Balaga. Um, started to get some some criticism after his uh, his uh, I don't know what to call it with Sari last year. Yeah. His conflict with Sari used to come off. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> the most insane thing I've ever seen. I've never seen someone refuse to get subbed off. Right, and I, was, I was yeah. I mean. From there, he should have been suspended. He should have been, I think he should have been sold that summer. You know, you, you, as a head coach, I know, sorry, left, but, you know, you lose all respect from your players when that happens. You lose respect from your fans. And it was just inexcusable. You know, one player is not greater than the team. And it was just, I, I could not believe that. And, you know, Kappa, you know, the amount of money they paid for him, he just has not lived up to that building. You know, he has one of the worst save ratios in the Premier League. Um, you know, he's, He's, he's very error-prone, and I think you know, exactly. like, there are better options out there. And it's unfortunate because they spent so much money, but you know, I, I think it's time for him to move on. Yeah, I don't know. And, and going back, like that was just like, no matter your reasons, I mean, I mean, he was saying that he was faking an injury to waste time, but he wasn't actually hurt. And when mm-hmm. his number came up, he, you know, he had his reasons he wanted to stay on the pitch. But at this level, it, it just shows a lack of maturity. He is only 25, um, but it does show a lack of maturity and a lack of respect. Yeah. And so, like, I don't know. I agree with you. I would have, I would have taken stronger action and, and had strong, more severe consequences. But yeah. Um, so I didn't, I didn't replace Kepa in my transfers in, um, and that's something 
Cabal, you just had Caballero or whatever. Uh, I'm keeping. I'm keeping him in for now. Um, you know, he's been fine when he's played. Um, but but I was focusing on a couple other positions first. Sure. I think that if there's one position Chelsea can improve the most, it would be at the left back position. And Alex Tellez has been linked with Chelsea for a long time now. Uh, he's 27. He's in his prime, uh, and you know he'd just be a very reliable left back. He he, he seems like the natural player to come slot into the position. He's very attacking minded. He's sought after by a lot of top clubs, and I think it's a pretty straightforward uh, transfer, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, as Pelicueta has been there, um, you know, Emerson Palmieri has been there. You know, neither has you know stood out. I mean, I thought. Emerson had a, had a a solid run last season, but you know I think Alex Tellez, you know he he can be a world class left back. Um, yeah. Where is he right now? He's at a what Benfica? Porto. Porto, my bad. Jeez. Yeah, he's uh, yeah. but he um, I mean Marcos Alonso as well. These players are just they're, oh, they're Alonso, placeholders yeah. in my opinion right now. They're just placeholders. <laughs> Alonso, I remember he had that run in like 2016 where he was like Chelsea's top scorer. He was, he was scoring really... all these headers <laughs> <laughs> and those free kicks yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my my other transfer in for Chelsea, another very talked about rumor, but it's Jaden Sancho. And I was hesitant to do this because, you know, we were talking a couple of days ago about how many attacking options Chelsea has. And, and you just brought it up. You know, you have, um, you know, you have William Pulisic, uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi, Mason Mount can play out wide. They just bought Ziyech, right, who... Who knows if he'll be playing out wide or in the midfield, whatever. Pedro's leaving. Either way, um, Jaden Sancho, it's not a matter of would he be a good fit. He'd be the top winger, probably, at the mm-hmm. club. But it is a matter of do Chelsea need him. But I figured, you know, he, he would be an improvement. Williams aging. Callum Hudson-Odoi is, has been injured, you know, ever since he emerged. Mm-hmm. Um, Mason Mount's not a natural winger. And Pulisic hasn't reached his peak yet. And, and so I think it's yeah. interesting because I, I think, uh, you know, everyone, Chelsea were desperate for Hudson Adoy to stay. And I think they've, they've kind of, uh, you know, fallen on the wrong side of that deal. Just, just on luck, you know, he's gotten injured a lot and he just hasn't looked the same. And I think, uh, you know, it would have been better actually for both parties if he, if he moved to Bayern, you know, like he was, you know, supposed to do. Um, and that would have, you know, I think if Sancho comes, I think, you know, one of the wingers is definitely going to leave. Yeah, it's just a matter of who. I mean, the thing is, I think William, William might be the natural next player to leave just because. Yeah, of his age. he's he's over thirty years old at this point. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah he sees the writing on the wall. He'll probably go so to I mean, like uh, Besiktas. Yeah, you're. I mean, you're going to see a, a near record-breaking fee for Sancho. I'm assuming wherever he does end up. Yeah, a hundred plus. That's what they're saying. But I mean, the coronavirus. I mean, who knows how that's going to impact it? But that's a whole other discussion. Go but. Yeah. See a swap right. deal, maybe. Hudson oh, Adore or uh, with cash for for Sancho. Send Pulisic back. Yeah. All right. Who's uh Who's up next? Who you got? Uh, I guess I have Arsenal. It's not really in order, but yeah, I'll go with Arsenal. Yeah. Here we go. So, I'm ready. Uh, I'm excited. I'm I'm really nervous for what you got for me, but let's see. Yeah. So I have uh three sales out and uh, one. one. <laughs> I was looking at the team list and I was like, "Oh my god, I need to I need to sell like half this team." <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. Oh so, man. Uh, first, I'll start with the center back, uh, Shaktan Mustafi. Get him out of here. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> I'm I'm so sick of seeing this dude play. 
he's just slow. He's he's kind of old. He's 28. He doesn't offer much in the attack. I don't know. He's, he's, I just think he's kind of a liability all around, and he doesn't inspire confidence, you know, when he's on the pitch. Um, you know, and I think it's, it's you know Arsenal's liability has definitely been their defense, and you know Mustafi was part of that problem. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in here. Sure, I'm very conflicted on Mustafi because look, I'm not gonna overlook his mistakes, and because of his mistakes, he has to be sold. Right? He's mm-hmm. made too many beyond silly errors that have led to goals. It's 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 actually insane. It's so frustrating to watch. The thing is, if he could eliminate just the, the, the frequency of these mistakes, he would be a very solid center back and, and he'd be the best yeah. center back at the club. Of course, that's a big ask. Don't make mistakes, duh. Yeah. But like when he's when he plays well and when he when he's on mentally, he's actually a very competent, reliable, successful uh, center back. He's he's yeah. decent on the ball. Um, he's great in the air. He's our best, he's he's better in the air than I think anybody at yeah. the club. And but but still, I I hate the number of mistakes he's made because he has to go not only for us but for his own confidence. The, the guy needs a new start. He's had he's had a great attitude throughout yeah. this whole process, but but he needs to go. He yeah, needs it, was, it was tough to choose between him and Socrates and and David Luiz, but you know, <laughs> I just, uh, Socrates and David Luiz just, just offer more for me. Yeah, um, that's fair. Yeah. So next transfer out, <laughs> I'm gonna go with. Uh, Alexander. Well, actually, hold up. I- I'll do. I'll do Socrates or I'll do uh, Mustafi's replacement. So, okay. uh, so since I had Upa Meccano getting uh, bought by City, I know he's been linked also heavily to Arsenal. So you know, next best thing we'll go with Ibrahima Konate, plays for wow. Leipzig. Also, uh, you know, he would plug that needed hole at centre back. He would really bring you know the uh, the athleticism that that Arsenal are missing in the back line. You know, he's very pacey. So if he doesn't make a mistake, he has that recovery speed. Um, you know, he, he is pretty raw, I would say, but you know, he's only 20 years old, has a lot of room to grow. And I think, um, you know, he, he's someone that you can rely on to throw in there. Um, you know, he's very physical and, you know, I don't think he, he would make the mistakes that Mustafi would, um, even though he is so young, I think his, yeah. his physical skills allow him to, um, you know, make those recoveries. So, like that. so and, and you, you have him, uh, partnering Saliba who's coming in next season, which yes, you're going to have a. You'd have a 20-year-old and a, and a 19-year-old yeah. uh, center back. But I was thinking, I, I'd be very excited. Yeah, I was thinking initially, you know, to partner with Dava Luis. I feel like that'd be a great partnership. You know, you have Dava Luis, you know, he's very good, you know, at playing those long balls, you know, those line-breaking passes. And then you have Konate, who's just, you know, a physical specimen. Um, and I think that'd be a really interesting pairing at center back. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Uh, so my next sale, uh, uh, let me know how you feel about this one. Uh <laughs> Alexander Lacazette. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Tell he's me only why. scored seven goals this season. You know, he's looked like a shadow of himself. He's very difficult to fit in the team. You know, you put, you put him in, you have to shift Aubameyang out wide. You, have, you know, Pepe, you know, he's on the right, which is fine. But he doesn't seem to match, you know, what, where, where this team is going in terms of, you know, pace your options, you know, younger options. And, and I think, you know, his, his, uh, his production just hasn't been there where it needs to be this season. And, you know, he has, he's, he's found it difficult to break into the team consistently. And, you know, I think, I think his time at Arsenal is over. Wow. That's so, I mean, it's a hot take in a sense, but it's also, it's understandable with Mark because we have Martinelli. Yep. Um, which would, I guess would leave a front three, assuming he stays a Aubameyang. 
Martinelli and Pepe. Um, you know, I think it's Aubameyang as the striker. Although I've, I've been reading some things, some interesting articles lately about why Aubameyang is better suited for the left. Right. Either way, it would, it would put Martinelli up front. Um, Lacazette is too big a name to be riding the bench. Exactly. Um, and and yeah. but the thing is, he doesn't necessarily deserve to be starting 100% of the time. And when, when, when he's, again, on his day, he's, he's a menace and you love him. And he's another player who, who has a really high work rate and does a lot for the team. And, you know, he's a great locker room presence and, and you know, he's a leader. But I'm not, I, I wouldn't be so upset if he was sold for the right price, um, you know, assuming that the squad stepped up in his absence. Right. And, you know, here's what I was thinking. Um, you know, you put Aubameyang up top, you know, in the center. And then you could actually bring, you know, Bukayo Saka on the left and then have Pepe on the, on the right. And that would allow Tierney, you know, assuming he's healthy, to go back to that left-back spot. And I think that would be a really interesting team. Or you could slot Martinelli on the left also. He, he's shown he could, he could uh, you know, play on the left mm-hmm. or right or in the center. So, so I think you have a lot of promise in the attacking positions with, with Arsenal. And I think, you know, Lacazette just doesn't, doesn't fit in the team at this point. Yeah, no, that's I, I'm fine with that. Go ahead. What's your yeah, last move? My, uh, my last transfer out, uh, Mesut Ozil. <laughs> oh, this one hurts. Yeah. Okay. I, I I was trying to, to to envision, you know, the team where you know he fit in, and I, I we could keep him, you know, with Arsenal. But it just the numbers just don't make sense. You know, he's 31 years old. He has one goal and two assists this season in the Premier League. Uh, you know, Arsenal often they oftentimes they don't play with a number ten because they can't have they don't they can't afford to have that that free roaming player right. They need to have more defensive solidity, and you know he just hasn't been able to adapt to that more de- defensive role, and it it just doesn't make sense positionally. Um, also, you know his wage bill is outrageous. You know he, he's costing eighteen million dollars a year. Um, you know the next highest player is is a bombing at ten million. You know, that's just, you know, for a player who doesn't start that often or gets dropped dropped quite often, it doesn't make sense for him to be making that much money. And I just think it's time for him to move on, you know. I would have loved to see him, you know, um, you know, look like under, um, what's his name, Arteta, you know, he looked like he had a, maybe a new new beginning or a resurgence, but he just does not, uh, he's just not playing well enough to, to justify his, his uh, wage. I'm like I'm shaking my head. I'm so disappointed as I think about <laughs> about his departure. But I think it's time. I, I agree with you. I think you. I think you've done well. Honestly, I think you've done a good job. I'm fine <laughs> with what you've done. I, the thing is, you know, re- finding his replacement's another story. But but you know, we'll leave that to the uh, well, the board. <laughs> I, I would say that you don't have to replace him because he doesn't really have a role in the team. I think if you play with the three wingers and then you know you play with a center defensive mid and two box to box midfielders. Or something of that sort. You know, you don't have that number ten, that free roaming position. Um, you know, I think it just doesn't make sense with um, you yeah. Know, Arsenal. Yeah, they just need more structure. We want the thing. We want him in the squad, but he's not doing it because we can't play with Xhaka, Torreira, and Gunduzi. There's no attacking threat there. There's no mm-hmm. attacking threat. There's box to box in Gunduzi, but there's no no final product from him. Yeah, it's very it's a very frustrating problem that we have. And Sabayos hasn't he's been he's been solid but he's not been the solution in my eyes and i think that you know where arteta has to go is more to the wings because i think that's where your strength is on the wings and up you know further up the pitch you know adopting kind of like a model like you know city or or liverpool where they you know just they just spray the ball out wide constantly 
And I think they could really, you know, attack teams, you know, with their pace, um, you know, technical ability. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I'm going to go, you know, I think the natural next team to talk about is Spurs, the rival. Uh, (laughs) And, you know, (laughs) the thing is, it doesn't, (laughs) but I think it doesn't matter who they bring in, who they send out. Spurs are not going to win a title (laughs) while we're alive. They're not going to win a title. But, you know, for the sake of this podcast, I made some moves. And the first player who comes to mind, this is without question, that has to go, is Serge Aurier. Serge Aurier is an idiot. <laughs> he's, not, he's not reliable. He makes way too many mental errors. He makes silly challenges. He's just not... You can, like, he's, he's, he's a walking heart attack. Like, yeah. he, he has moments of upside, but he's... They uh, just really struggled to find someone on the right side. You know, they have Kyle Walker Peters, and they they shifted what's his name, Tough Topanga, I think he put. He's a center yeah, back. Topanga. Just because they're yeah. looking for answers out there. They played Foyth, Juan Foyth out there. Yeah, Foyth. Yeah. But these aren't right backs. This is not a side that should be challenging for the title. You you you, you need someone better. Uh, yeah. My friend, uh, <laughs> a good friend of mine, is a you know a very big Spurs fan back at Michigan, and. You know, we were watching a, a match together one day, and he just he looks at me and he says, "I take back what I said about Trippier." <laughs> <laughs> he was slating Trippier at one point, and and now Trippier is thriving at Atletico, and and Barrier is just just yeah. messing up. When when they first bought him, I was excited because um, you know I played with him, in, I bought him in career mode, and I was like, you know, he, yeah. he did great for me, and I was like, wow, this guy's good. But uh, career mode does not always translate to real life, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, and so so with that, I. I I brought in a replacement at right back in Shime Versalco from Atletico. Um, he's now the backup to Kieran Trippier. He was injured, which, which had something to do with it. Um, but That's kind of before. ironic, you're buying uh, Trippier's yeah, back. Yeah, right. right. Um, the thing is, I don't know how much of it's due to injury versus Trippier. Either way, he's performed well with Croatia in the past. He's a very physical right back. Um, but he's very strong on the attack, which is something that's been consistent with Tottenham at the fullback position. They look for players who can, who can drive forward, who can, you know, who can cross the ball. He's good at crossing. Um, he's played some right mid, I think, in, in the past as well. I, either way, he's, he's relatively reliable, which I think is just what Spurs need right now at right back. Yeah, um, I love the name too, Shimi Vaselico. Shimi Vaselico. I feel like those one of those names you hear on FIFA so often. You're like, you just like hear it, and you're like, I don't even know who that guy is, but I just hear that name all the time. That and uh, so many Southampton players like that too. Yeah. Name. Oh What's my gosh. Um, yeah. No. Um. In, I don't know. Forget it. He's <laughs> South American. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um. The next player that I'm sending out from Spurs. This isn't. This is a player that I actually don't hate. Uh, and that's Jan Vertonghen. Okay. I want I want Spurs to do him a favor and let him leave in their good graces and leave on a positive note, because he's he's had a, a fantastic tenure at the club, but he's aging. He's his form's been on the decline, um, but he keeps getting minutes and 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 slowly but surely, you know, his he's just going to dip. And I don't want his career to end with Spurs, you know, calling for his head, you know, forcing his exit. I want him. I want him out. He can still play at another club and, and you know, be a, be a, a starting center back or a, maybe a, at the left back position as well. But I think, you know, Spurs are ready to move on. They're starting to replace, you know, the aging players. Yeah, I mean, you know, he, he probably passed his peak at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it seems like him and 
Alder Varel, you know, they, they, they seemed like they wanted, they both wanted to leave. Um, and I can't believe nobody bought Alder Varel. You know, I thought City or United was going to uh, activate his release clause last summer, but it didn't happen. So, but yeah, another, another talented player who's just, you know, doesn't seem to get in the team enough for you know, how big of a name he is. Yeah, and it's just, you know, age has something to do with it, and it's a shame. Maybe we're just getting old and, and <laughs> you know, but, but yeah, so Vertonghen's out. Um, not necessarily going to replace him. Don't think he needs, you know, a like-for-like like replacement. But the next player I'm bringing in is uh, Nzonzi, Stefan Nzonzi from, you know, Roma. He's on loan at, in France right now. Um, but he's somebody, you know, he's, he's 30 years old at this point. I think he has the right combination of, reliability and experience and composure um, that Spurs kind of need in that central defensive midfield position. You know, he's very physical. He's a ball winner. Um, and I think, I think you need that to complement the uh, other midfielders in the squad, Lo Celso, Deli Alley in front of him, far more yeah. attacking minded. And, you know, that's, it, it's interesting that you say that because that's what Ndombele was brought in to do. And for whatever right. reason, he hasn't been able to, you know, break into the team, you know, apparently Mourinho hates them and all that. But also, what's his name? Musa Dembele kind of played that role. Um, so did, you know, Wanyama was kind of in that same role, that, that ball winning him in the fielder. And um, they both left the club now. And, and I think I think Spurs really missed those two, just, just to have, you know, another experienced, you know, solid player that you can rely on. And it's funny you bring up Musa Dembele. Um, the... I've watched a bunch of videos on YouTube over the years of, you know, Spurs players being interviewed and, you know, they're always asked who's the best player on the team, who's the most skillful player on the team. And it's always Moussa Dembele, which yeah. is ironic because he's like a, you know, a central midfielder, central defensive midfielder. Yeah. Um, and despite his physicality and physical prowess, he's so technical and like, and so reliable when he's healthy, when he's, you know, in form. And so that's why, I, yeah, I think Nzonzi might bring some of that back uh, if you were at Spurs. Yeah, I like those. Those are really interesting transfers. I have to say, but yeah, I think those are the right moves. I would say, and Zonzi, I have to, I have to, I have to admit, I, I, I did not expect that. I'm not yeah. sure by a thirty-year-old in Zonzi, but, but uh, <laughs> I, I respect the choice. All right, all right, go on. All right, so our uh, my last team, uh, Manchester United. <laughs> so a lot of sales with this team too, believe it or not. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna start with the center backs again. Um, you know, Phil Jones. Just a walking meme, I think at this point. Uh, he, he just does not have a, a role in the team. And 28 years old, you know, United are looking to go younger, and um, he just doesn't feature enough. Um, I think I think Phil Jones is, is, uh, has seen his time at the club come to an end. Um, you know, and he's just such a meme. You know, you go out, you search for Phil Jones, and it's just his facial expressions. Also, he's extremely error prone and just not not a, a Manchester United you know, type player, caliber of player, I would say. <clears throat> no, that's fair. That's fair. I, I No no comment there. I, I completely agree. It's time. And uh, second sale, uh, Juan Mata. Um, you know, oh. this this is, yeah, this was um, a tough decision, but, you know, I think he doesn't, he, he complained about his playing time. You know, he wants more regular football. He's 31 years old and, you know, he, he does, he's not really a winger anymore, you know, he, he doesn't have the pace to play, you know, what United want to play. They want to play the counterattacking style. He's not really built for that. You know, he's he's more, you know, technical. Um, you know, he's, um, you know, very good at free kicks, free kicks, obviously. 
Um, you know, when he plays for United, it's more in the center of, of the midfield, you know, at that attacking role, that number 10 role. But, you know, even then, it, it just doesn't seem like he fits into the team that well. And it seems like Ali Gunnar Solskjaer doesn't really, um, you know, see him uh, featuring in his team that much, especially with the addition of, you know, Bruno Fernandes and, um, you know, Mace, or all, the, all the younger players coming through uh, United's uh, team. <clears throat> that's, that's an interesting one. Juan Mata... Yeah, again, like one of the players, the few players at United who I, I genuinely do like. Um, great, you know, just great personality, great, great presence is besides the fact that I think he's a brilliant player. And I remember when I was younger, um, you had Juan Mata, David Silva, and Mesut Ozil all entering the Premier League. All very similar players, but it was like a style of play that I really just admired. Um, and so I've always, I've always really liked Juan Mata. And so, yeah. I, I, yeah. I've always been disappointed he's been at these other clubs, to be honest. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, kind of, he's been at United for that kind of transition period ever since Ferguson left. You know, it's mm-hmm. not, it's not been a great period for United, obviously. Um, but, you know, he has been a bright spot for them. Um, mm-hmm. and he's been very consistent. But, you know, at this point, I think he just needs to move on. Um, and I think United would be happy, you know, to let him go for a decent, decent price. Mm-hmm. And uh, last sale, you know, we're gonna we're gonna go back to the youngsters here. Uh, unfortunately, we're gonna have to sell the the promising talent Jesse Lingard. Uh, think, <laughs> you know, no goal, zero goals and assists in the Premier. No, this, no, you can't this do this. Guy, <laughs> the only place he can play uh, well is at the Emirates at this point. It seems like so maybe they should just have him around for the Arsenal games. But you know, he just isn't a threat anymore. You know, he's he doesn't. You know, when he gets on the ball, it's not like, oh, you know, he's going to, he doesn't, he never looks like he's going to score or, or assist. He's just not a dangerous player anymore. And, um, you know, it seems like he would fit in decently. You know, he can play in the in 10 role, he can play out wide, but he just, he just is not productive enough to justify, um, you know, keeping him in the team. And I think, you know, that's where United are really looking to strengthen in the summer is that number 10 role. So with that, I'm going to, I'm going to move into his placement. Um, you know, it was for me. It was between James Madison and Jack Grealish. Um, you know, a lot of people are. You know, he's, Jack Grealish has been heavily linked, um, and I think you know Grealish will probably end up going to United. But I'm going to actually say James Madison would be the better player to go there. Um, you know, he doesn't cross his Range Rover and abandon it. You know, that's that's definitely <laughs> fun. Um, but also, I think um, you know he's been very impressive for Leicester. Um, you know, Aston Villa. I think they rely on Grealish so much that he gets all those opportunities, you know, to score. I think, you know, Madison's been very productive for, for Leicester City. And he can play, in, you know, out wide. He can play in that number 10 spot. Um, you know, he can assist and score. He's a free kick threat. Um, you know, he's he has 13 goals and 10 assists over the past two seasons in the Premier League. And I just I just trust Madison more, for whatever reason, um, over Grealish. No, no, that's interesting. Um I'm going to tell you this before, you know, that, that deal goes down. If you sell Lings, you have to sell Rashi. <laughs> yeah, they are a package, they, a package deal. They're a oh package deal. Yeah. Well, you know, unfortunately, it looks like Lings is going to go to, like, the Brazilian, you know, second division or something like that. <laughs> uh, uh, would, you, would you think, uh, would Lings stay in the, in the Prem? Yeah, I think he would. I, I, I would see him being, like, loaned out to, you know, I think he's going to get loaned out to someone like... Um, I don't know, like Wolves or one of those, you know, Everton. I, you know, he's going to go to Everton. He's definitely going to go to Everton, actually, now that I think about it. Everton, that's that's a classic Everton player. Uh, a top <laughs> six reject right there. That's, that's, that's oh, what Everton man. is on. I like it. I like it. No, that's uh, that's interesting. So, 
those are, you know, the ways that we're going to fix the top six. And I think we've done a decent job. Uh, if you, you know, disagree with some of the decisions we've made, please let us know. Reach out to us on Twitter at FluidFootyPod because uh, we'd love to uh, hear what you guys have to say. But before we, before we close, uh, Avi, I know there's been some exciting news uh, for Newcastle lately, if you want to talk a bit about that. Yeah, I guess we're like a Newcastle pod now. That's all we talk about. <laughs> um, no, so yeah, um, you know, Newcastle, uh, Mike Ashley, their owner, has been you know trying to sell the clubs for years now, and you know it's like kind of a running joke among Newcastle fans. You know, nobody actually believes the clubs can be sold, but it looks like uh, Saudi Arabia's wealth fund is going to buy them um, with an eighty percent stake, and then you know twenty percent is going to go to two um, English-led uh, owners. And, um, you know, if this happens, if this actually goes through, um, Newcastle will be the richest club in the Premier League. <laughs> Yo. Amazing. Um, there are some morality concerns, I would have to say. The Saudi Arabian owners, uh, you know, other than Mike Ashley, they probably would be, you know, the worst choice uh, from a moral standpoint. <laughs> You have MBS, the crown prince, who, you know, apparently ordered, you know, Jamal Khashoggi to be killed and all that. So um, there are some serious moral concerns here. But <laughs> not, not to get I political. I would not be sorry to see Mike Ashley go. And uh, Mbappe 2020, let's bring it home. Oh, my goodness. No, genuinely, I mean, genuinely, we, this is exactly what happened to City. And yeah. this, like, it's not, it might not be a joke anymore that this I, could happen. All I'm saying is, everyone better hop hop on the bandwagon right now, uh, before before the rest of the world does. You're because... you're, ge- you're genuinely gonna have Jurgen Klopp. Soon. <laughs> yeah, no, I think uh, Newcastle just got linked with Anton Griezmann, a legitimate link. So, uh, <laughs> oh my goodness, knows? I heard Rafa Benitez might be coming back to manage us. Oh, um, that would be beautiful. That would be really interesting. Poor Steve Bruce, you know. <laughs> Oh, but that, that's 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 probably the biggest news in the around the Premier League. Uh, you know, I'd love to see it happen, but um, yeah, I I have to say this is this would make all the years of pain, the relegation in 20, 2015, 2016, that would make it all worth it. I would have to say. Uh, you're gonna have it. We're gonna have a top seven. We're gonna have to we're remake this episode. Exactly. We're gonna have to remake the episode. <laughs> um, uh, no, so so that's that's very exciting for uh, for you Newcastle fans, I guess. So we'll see how that. Uh, progresses in the future and in the coming weeks and months and and how that all pans out and how Mbappe performs in the Prem. But with that, I think... Him and John uh, Joseph are going to have a great link-up yeah. play, I think. <laughs> um, don't, don't, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> that's, uh, that's all we've got for today. So thank you guys so much for, for tuning in. And again, make sure to check us out on Twitter. Uh, follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Wherever you like to get your podcasts, we are there. So, uh, yeah. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you later. Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, Shout out Rolando Aarons, and uh, peace out.